0: Titus is where we'll be in verse, or chapter 1 and chapter number 2 and looking at this text today. Titus is a pastoral epistle, 1st, 2nd Timothy and Titus, both, all three of those rather, are Paul speaking by inspiration of God to his preacher boys and in giving them instruction in how to lead and direct uh, we'll get into a couple things here in a second, but, um, but all Scripture is profitable for, uh, for us and uh, for doctrine. And so even though it's not written to us, it's written for us. Uh, and uh, the direct context is to these ministry workers uh, and uh, the churches that they're ministering in, uh, to Timothy, maybe in Ephesus. And uh, here we have Titus, uh, who the Bible says uh, was left in Crete. So Paul uh, was there with him and left him there and for a specific reason. Uh, and, uh, but uh, all of us can glean from it. And, and so I hope that you do and see that uh, today. We're going to look at verse number one, starting in chapter number one. It says, Paul, a servant of God, an apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the faith of God's elect and to the acknowledging of the truth, uh, which is after godliness. Uh, later on, uh, you can look this way later on uh, in chapter number two, Um, He goes on uh, talking about uh, grace and how grace teaches us uh, in uh, verse 12 of chapter number 2, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. And that's the grace of God that appears to all men. That's what it teaches us. Uh, This whole notion, by the way, we'll get uh, some context to what I'm about to say right now from the church at Crete, uh, was that worldliness and, and sensuality and, uh, and many different um, things were going on uh, at the church at Crete, just like there were in the church at Corinth. Uh, and in uh, sound doctrine, sound biblical teaching does not turn the grace of God into lasciviousness. Uh, it doesn't abuse the grace of God. Uh, it doesn't embrace Christian liberty uh, to be used as an occasion to the flesh, uh, but to serve one another. This idea that we've been set free by God, no longer under condemnation, uh, that we, because we're saved, we get to just do whatever it is that we want to do, is not doctrinal teaching. That's not sound doctrine. Uh, and uh, where, where people may differ um, on uh, stuff would be, like I mentioned in Sunday School, worldliness. Um, uh, we know that have, being worldly-minded has to do with the worldly system and philosophy, but worldliness involves uh, our speech, our dress. There's a lot of different things. Our entertainment, God says be in the world, but not of the world. We're, not to, be con- we're to be conformed by the word of God, not to, uh, not to the world, uh, but where we might uh, be different uh, or have differences would be in what one person might consider worldly uh, versus another person. Uh, what helps us along those lines are clear biblical principles. All right? So so we have to let the Word of God uh, be our final rule of faith and practice. And so uh, this is the truth, uh, which is after godliness. Personal holiness and godliness are just intertwined throughout the entire Bible, uh, especially in the New Testament under grace. Uh, And uh, and so Paul is having Titus reminding him of some things that he needs to, to teach. uh, while he's in Crete, verse two, in hope of eternal life promised, or uh, uh, in hope of eternal life which God that cannot lie, aren't you glad that's in the Bible? Uh, God cannot lie, uh, promised before the world began, but hath in due times manifested His word through preaching. All right. Preaching is important. Uh, You can be a you can be saved and never go to church. And uh, but faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. And and it's about God blesses the preaching of his word. It's important. You need it. Uh, You say, well, I don't need your preaching. Well, that may be true, Uh, but uh, we all need preaching. God manifests himself uh, in times, uh, his word through preaching, which is committed unto me according to the commandment. Of God our Savior, to Titus, mine own son, after the common faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God, the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ our Savior. So he's in Paul like fashion in his greetings and how he starts out uh, uh, the letters that he's writing, speaks of the grace of God and mercy and peace uh, of God and from God. Uh, And uh, this is to his son. Verse 5 For this cause left I thee in Crete that thou shouldest set in order the things that are wanting and ordain elders in every city as I had appointed thee. All right, And so his job, why Paul left him in Crete, was that he could set things in order. Uh, What that means is there were things that were in disorder. Uh, There were things that were wanting, things that needed to be done, that were left undone, things that were taking place uh, that Paul says, I'm leaving you here. Uh, and uh, called of God to preach the word of God, which is uh, the, the apostolic doctrine continuing in that what was delivered. Uh, and, he, and he's telling them or telling uh, Titus uh, what his job is. Set things in order. Part of my responsibility, obviously, as a pastor, uh, as overseer, uh, and uh, to, to do the same thing. So things that are wanting, uh, I have to set those in order. God's not a, a God of disorder. Uh, and uh, and so whenever those things, uh, things that are wanting uh, need to be addressed, uh, that's part of my job description. Uh, it's not what I like to do, uh, but, uh, but oftentimes I do. Which reminds me, I had a note here. There it is. Uh, and uh, I have a note. Just a reminder, men are not allowed in the nursery. All right. <laughs> All right. So um, there's... Nursing and things that goes on in the nursery. All right, and so guys, stay out of You Say I am. Say I spent my whole life with my kids trying to avoid changing diapers, uh, and uh, that's just me. Uh, but you may be the fastest, bestest diaper changingest person uh, on the earth. But stay out of there. All right. <laughs> okay, and uh, and give those women some privacy. So don't hang out in there. Uh, I know the seats and stuff are comfy, but stay out of the nursery. It was something that's wanting. Uh, and God's placed me here to set it in order, and uh, and we just did. I've decreed that's so it shall be. All right, and so, uh, so it's uh, it's the, I, I needed to pass that along on this note right here. So he was to set things in order, and then um, and they're going to be calling elders, uh, bishops uh, to the church, and there's qualifications. Those qualifications are laid out for us uh, in other pastoral epistles, also here, uh, and not to get in all of those. Um, he runs down a list of qualifications for uh, for a bishop, uh, and uh, elsewhere in the Bible says, "If you desire the office of bishop, you desire a good thing." Uh, but there are rules and things that apply: sound doctrine, sound biblical teaching. When someone doesn't line up with these qualifications, they've got no business being a bishop. All right, uh, and uh, and so these are. Um, it's not like an outline or a suggestion. These are things that God. Uh, God wants, but getting down through them into the verse that we read a little bit ago, in verse number nine, part of those qualifications of an elder of a bishop is holding fast the faithful word as he has been taught. Amen. So Paul saying, you know, I taught you the word of God. Timothy, you know, he had said of Timothy that your grandma, your mother, uh, I mean, you've been learning the holy scriptures since you've been a child. Uh, And uh, you need to be steadfast and continue in that. In apostolic doctrine, what has been taught, why? That he may be uh, able, by sound doctrine, by sound teaching, both to exhort and to convince the gainsayers. So I'll get into this more uh, in the evening service tonight. Some of the reasons uh, or why sound doctrine uh, is important. uh, And uh, we are to speak truth and, and preach the truth. Uh, and, uh, and the Word of God. he goes on, verse number 10. For there are many unruly and vain talkers and deceivers, especially they of the circumcision. So what had taken place? There are three people, three groups of people that Paul addresses here in Titus. Uh, and uh, and um, the first are the Jews that were saved, uh, the Judaizers, those who were saved Jews, uh, who wanted to keep Judaism uh, and then add in um, the gospel and grace. And all the way through the New Testament, you see Paul and Peter, others dealing with this. And by the way, um, when it's talking about liberty in, in, um, or the commandments of men, you, we read about that here uh, in, uh, in this passage as well. Um, that's the oral Torah. Uh, that is, God's laid out these commandments and uh, Levitical law. And then, because men are men, we, we like to embellish and, uh, and add to. And so, many Jewish people live by uh, the oral Torah. Um, different rabbis taught different things, different places, different schools. Uh, and so, what God had laid out, uh, they had added to. Uh, example, um, they would, uh, 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 the Pharisees would get upset when they saw the disciples eating with unwashing hands. Um, that's an oral Torah thing. Uh, and uh, so Jesus said, don't worry about that. Uh, it's what comes out of the mouth that defiles a man. Uh, paraphrasing. So, so when somebody says, you know, um, you independent Baptist or whatever, you just, you just follow the commandments and traditions of men. And then they quote Titus or uh, Galatians or whatever, I'm going to let you in on a secret. They have no idea what they're talking about. Okay, Uh, it isn't you know um, when we go to youth we go to youth camp uh, and uh, they have dress standards at youth camp and those are the commandments of man. No, Um, you know having to wear you know uh, culottes to youth camp is not following man's traditions. All right, Um, we we as human beings we 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 do um, we like to follow the path of least resistance. We like, to, we like all the benefits of Christianity without the disciplines of Christianity. Uh, and uh, and we, just, we just try to get out of pretty much everything. And uh, so, so abusing liberty uh, in the scriptures regarding that is really Paul and, and others um, explaining that these Christians who were saved... Uh, and they're trying to uh, keep their Jewish religion, uh, this new faith uh, in Jesus Christ together, uh, and had to really deal with them uh, concerning all that. So, so he said, you need to um, be in the word of God, hold fast the faithful words that you've been taught uh, so that you can exhort and convince uh, because they're unruly vain talkers and deceivers, especially they of the circumcision. So he's pointing out uh, to the church at, at Crete That in your congregation, you have saved Jews uh, who are Judaizers, uh, and uh, and they have to be dealt with. I'm leaving you here in Crete uh, for you to do this. By the way, I'm going to, this is an introduction to like one kind of main thought uh, here at the end. Uh, But all these verses are in context. And it's a short book, just three chapters. Uh, And it's really running through a list of conduct and behavior. Uh, which are which become sound doctrine? All right. Remember, I've been preaching. Doctrine is is articles of faith, but it's also conduct. Belief drives behavior. And what he's saying to the, the Christians at Crete uh, was that you're not behaving uh, in ways that are becoming a Christian. Amen. And and I've left Titus there uh, to help you, uh, and uh, and he's to be faithful. Uh, and the elders that are called are to preach the word of God uh, and to be able to convince gainsayers, many of whom are those of the circumcision. And by the way, um, there's one spot in the Bible where Paul deals with um, being of one faith and of one, one mind, etc. Uh, and really kind of lays out paraphrasing that there are, uh, there's bigger fish to fry. We need to be unified on the important things and that in heaven God will sort some of the other stuff out. Okay, uh, but this is also Paul uh, writing under inspiration of Scripture. Uh, so the one who said that says these things, and uh, in nowhere in the Bible does the Bible teach us uh, that we are to agree to disagree with false teachers, uh, that we're supposed to tolerate. Uh, like, yeah, I know that's what they believe, but they're pretty good people, and so uh, again, we're all on the same team. Uh, and, uh, and uh, we're, we're uh, brothers and we're not twins, uh, and on and on and on. Uh, I don't know if some of you, you might not follow these things like I do, but, uh, but there's a, a preacher, an evangelical preacher in Ohio. His name is Alistair Begg. And Alistair Begg, um, in an interview last fall, <coughs> and, uh, and he, he had said that he was um, counseling a grandmother, uh, whose granddaughter was um, getting married uh, to another woman. So it was a same-sex marriage. And, uh, and so Al- she was wondering, should she go um, uh, to this wedding and really kind of laboring over what to do in, re- in regards to all of that. And so Alistair Begg's counsel to her was to go to the wedding and to bring a gift. Uh, and, um, and then in an interview, just in a passing conversation, he had mentioned that last fall. Well, it's blown up. And, uh, and there are a lot of people, like, for example, um, John MacArthur, uh, who I, is a heretic, okay, and uh, a Calvinist and a number of different things. So, so he um, canceled Alistair Begg from coming to the Shepherds Conference, which they host, uh, because having Alistair Begg there would be an unnecessary distraction. And so I'm saying I to say, um, you know, people separate on doctrinal issues, and sometimes tertiary issues. So here's, for example, um, Alistair Begg tells a grandma in a counseling session and uh, gives her some advice, and then he's separated from, from, other, from other Christians and pastors over the advice that he gave. Okay, How many degrees of separation is that? Third, fourth, tertiary, I don't know, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth. You know, I I try to wonder how many degrees of separation I do because I don't fellowship with any of them. And uh, and so I might be like twelve degrees of separation from that one lady uh, who is having the wedding. But here's the thing: the Bible nowhere does the Bible say you just accept, you tolerate, uh, you affirm um, any of that. Um, it, it's it, here's what it says, verse number eleven. Didn't say, hey, these unruly Jews uh, that are in the church at Crete, you just need to like you know, uh, you know, just be be okay with them. He says, whose mouths must be stopped. Uh, who subvert whole houses, teaching things which they ought not for filthy lucre's sake. So the Bible, and we've covered other places, and for sake of time, it's just God says to mark them, to, to warn, uh, to, to not eat with, uh, to um, uh, remove yourself from or remove from the congregation. Um, false teachers, those who, they, they need to be muzzled. Their mouths need to be stopped. That's the biblical principle. Uh, and uh, so, uh, if uh, if um, you know you ask me about a certain you know preacher, or whatever are they, I'm like no, um, you shouldn't listen to them. Uh, is this because you, you hold the corner on truth? No, they're they're false teachers. They teach false doctrine. Well, they believe in salvation by grace through faith. Wonderful. The devil. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and uh, and so so it is. It's more than just those big things. Everybody with me? It's all of the things. And when, when uh, somebody is teaching these false, this false stuff, um, you're supposed to stop them. Uh, I, I read earlier, shared this Sunday school, that a pastor is supposed to have two voices. One that calls the sheep uh, and one that uh, warns the wolves. And, uh, and so I've got to feed biblical truth, but you can't just keep preaching truth and not attack error. Um, if you don't attack error, pretty soon compromise uh, compromise of truth takes place, and uh, and you mark it down. And you might not again. You might not know these people, whatever. But I've got Christian brothers who were s- sound doctrine, solid, um, love God, love the Word of God, and began to buy into false teaching, uh, and uh, and they would they would preach the gospel, but then um, it, but would be off on other stuff, and then after a while. I mean, it just, the rails come, I mean, the wheels come off. Uh, and so it all begins with certain things. I've illustrated that here recently. So one of the groups of people that Paul's telling Titus in Crete that you've got to uh, watch out for uh, are these Jews uh, who, for filthy lucre's sake, subvert whole houses, teaching them uh, ungodly things, uh, and, uh, and they're unruly, they're vain talkers and deceivers, uh, and, uh, and, the, and he really didn't soft-soap it. Um, and you really don't find that in the Bible. In fact, Paul many times just calls people's names out. Uh, and, uh, and, and they deal with it. Why? Purity uh, of the local church is important to God. Uh, and so he says, watch out for them. Then he, verse 12 says, one of themselves, even a prophet of their own said, the Cretans are always liars, evil beasts, slow bellies. All right. So here we have, um, there's three times in the Bible. Remember, God uses men, uh, different backgrounds for like John the Apostle, for example. When you read uh, the book of John, he always refers to himself as the disciple whom Jesus loved. Right. And uh, pretty self-serving. I, I think it's kind of comical, but God uses our personality in that. And you see that throughout the New Testament uh, in all of, uh, well, really all of, uh, of the books. I mean, you can't read Jonah without seeing a whole lot of Jonah, uh, you know, in that book. Uh, and three times, uh, one in Acts, one in 1 Corinthians, and here in Titus, three times were pagan um, historians quoted um, in the Word of God. Um, um, and around 500 BC, uh, there was a, a person, I think I'll pronounce his name wrong, but it's Epimenides. And Epimenides said this about, he was a Cretan. Uh, he was from Crete, uh, and, uh, and he said, The Cretans are always liars. Brute, evil beasts, uh, and uh, and really kind of um, uh, lazy gluttons, yep. is what he said. Now, here's the thing. Where was the letter um, to Titus to be read? Crete. <laughs> in Crete. Uh, island of Crete. And so this isn't something that, of course, it's in the word of God forever. Uh, and, uh, but it's kind of like, you know... Um, I don't know, if, if, if Paul was a modern-day pastor, uh, some, some uh, um, you know, church member or brother would come up and say, you know what, that's pretty harsh. People from Crete are going to read that. People from Crete are going to hear that, and you're going to hurt their feelings. Uh, and, uh, and so Paul, in what he's done, remember, he's writing to Titus, who's reading this to the church at Crete, who uh, are all either saved Jews or they're, or they're Gentiles that got saved uh, uh, in Crete, uh, and, um, and, uh, and, he, and he says, uh, one of your prophets, one of your saints, and they all knew, they knew, and they, the church, early church fathers and these historians and these different people, and, and, and some of them, um, some believe that uh, Epimenides, you know, they, they take people, like real life things, and then they, they kind of make them a mythical character. And uh, one of the things they said is like, you know, he lived a super long life, and at one point he slept for 57 years. And, uh, and he had all these different things. So it's just crazy to read all of that. So, what Paul, Paul breaks out uh, an Epimenides quote and says that um, uh, one of your own, one of themselves, another Cretian said this about them they're always liars, always beasts, slow bellies. Now, again, for sake of time, the word Cretan, uh, the etymology and everything. So, like, when you said you were a Corinthian, um, that was associated with immorality and, and different things. Same things with Crete. Um, Cretans were considered to be um, uh, well, they wouldn't tell the truth. They were dishonest. Uh, they were all about profit. They didn't care how they got it. Uh, and uh, there was, um, they had a rep. Uh, and uh, and that word, um, even even in like not you know, like politically incorrect. Um, um, attachment to like m- m- physical conditions and different things. Um, that word "Cretan" um, is has a negative connotation even today. Um, it's not used as much anymore. But if somebody says you're a Cretan, they're, not, they're you're not. Oh, thank you. Um, it isn't. They're not paying you a compliment. All right, uh, they're they're dissing you, and uh, it's, when, it's like when somebody says "bless your heart," uh, and uh, it's like, uh, so the word "cretan" uh, or they would say uh, uh, "cretizo," um, it just meant you're um, you're a liar, um, you're a, you're an idiot, uh, you are you are um, uh, illiterate, you're stupid. It was it was all of those things wrapped up into one term. So Paul says. Um, I'm setting you here to set things in order. You need to hold fast uh, to your faith uh, that you can be able to exhort these people, uh, these Jews and these Cretans who are, who are um, liars uh, and, uh, and they are evil beasts in slow bellies. All right. So um, lays it all out. And, uh, and so people, well, <clears throat> you know, um, that, that's your opinion. Um, and here's, notice what he says here next. He makes quoting Epimenides, but he says this in verse 13. This witness is true. So he quotes Epimenides about, under inspiration of God. I mean, God, you know, he, 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 he is verbal plenary inspiration. Paul's writing a letter to Titus uh, and, uh, and giving him these instructions. Uh, and God uses uh, a, a, a pagan quote that finds its way in there, uh, and, uh, which... I could preach a whole message on, um, on earthly wisdom uh, versus sensual wisdom, uh, versus godly wisdom. There's a wisdom that's from above. There's a wisdom that's essential, it's devilish, etc. Um, but, uh, but not all of man's wisdom is, is worldly or sensual or devilish. Um, we, we read the Word of God and, and hopefully by our familiarization with the Word of God, we're able to discern. Um that's, that's you, know, that, you know, cleanliness is next to godliness. That's not in the Bible. Amen. All right. But it's, you know, um, there's some truisms that are there. All truth is God's truth. If Epimenides says it five, in 500 B.C., uh, or if, you know what, all truth is God's truth. So um, there's, a, there's a case to be made uh, by Paul <laughs> quoting Epimenides in the book of Titus uh, or in Acts chapter number 17 or in 1 Corinthians um, that, there is, that it's truth and it's applicable. And he says, this witness is true. Is everybody with me? Say amen. amen. He, gets where, he says, wherefore rebuke them sharply uh, that they may be sound in the faith. And so he says, You're gonna, you need to give it to uh, those Jews who are Judaizers and causing problems. Uh, you need to give it to uh, the Cretans. Uh, this, is, this is how they are. Uh, this is what they do, It's just like stereotyping, and uh, in its, in, in its, in its, it's held on for centuries and centuries and centuries. Um, if you're called a Cretan, uh, not a good thing. Uh, but then he says this, um, Wherefore, rebuke them sharply, that they may be sound of the faith, verse 14, not giving heed to Jewish fables and the commandments of men that turn from the truth. And so he rebuked the Judaizers and and, uh, and the carnality and the the whole you know uh, everything that's going on. Uh, and, and by the way, this was this would be a, a message that we can apply and how to serve God in a hard place. Uh, everywhere you find in the Bible, these are difficult places at different difficult circumstances. Uh, and uh, for a for a local biblical uh, New Testament church. Uh, that's, that preaches the truth unto godliness to be in the midst uh, of uh, it. was it run, it's, it's countercultural. Uh, and, uh, and they needed to be encouraged, so Paul left Titus there to do that. Uh, and he says, But you also need to rebuke them who give heed to the Jewish fables and to the commandments of men that turn from the truth. Under the pure, all things are pure. Uh, under, the, uh, under them that are defiled and unbelieving, nothing pure. And he says, They. These, these, the Jews that are there, these Christians that are in this church, they profess that they know God, but in works they deny Him. Being at, uh, abominable, abominable and disobedient and unto every good work reprobate. So if you don't get anything out of chapter number one, please get this. Uh, false teaching, carnality, fleshliness, worldliness, uh, culture in the local church. First century church, 2023. God doesn't want it. And, uh, and his admonition to us is to rebuke it sharply Amen. and to avoid. It's not to accept it. It's not to, put it, it's not to tolerate it. Uh, and uh, and I've, had, you know, I've had people, let's say, for example, they come to Berean Baptist Church. And uh, I want them to join. I want them to serve or whatever. Uh, and they might not be at the same place that I am with some of the doctrinal positions, let's say, on the Bible. Like I, I use the King James Bible only. Our church uses the King James Bible in everything. Um, we don't use any other versions, and there's a million reasons why we don't do that. Uh, but somebody who, who comes to this church, and they let's say they use an ESV, uh, and uh, and and I say, well, and they want to teach a Sunday school class, and I say you can teach a Sunday school class, but you've got to use the King James Bible. And um, and if you can, I'll trust you. Um, if you can, if you can defer. And you can, um, you know, uh, be honest about it and, you know, whatever, not so, and then you can teach. I mean, I try to give people the benefit of the doubt. Uh, And, uh, but uh, in the event that that doesn't take place, then, you know, I've got, I have to, I have to protect the flock. Uh, And, uh, and um, uh, there are people all the way back then to now who profess that they know God, uh, but in their works, they deny them. You cannot separate belief and behavior in the Bible or in common sense or in nature. Um, You know, if you say you believe something, then what you do needs to be in line with that belief or people won't believe that you believe that. Uh, and, uh, and God says to subvert them, to stop them, to avoid them. Uh, it's not to be accepted. It's not to be tolerated. It isn't just kind of like we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, uh, but we really fall short of saying, you know, a bunch of liars and uh, evil beasts and uh, in, in, in sluggards and uh, uh, slow bellies, lazy gluttons um, because, because we're too sensitive. Uh, but the present is there. So what do we do? Verse number two. So he lays it all out. He says, but, so he's, he, he, after he deals with all the negative and the false teachers and, uh, and, uh, and all of the, the ungodliness uh, that is present uh, in the church at Crete uh, and the culture had influenced it had come in and, and we could, I could park there for weeks and weeks and weeks on how the culture has, has um, infiltrated, permeated uh, the local church and has done so at the blessing of pastors and the blessings of churches. And I'm local church, and churches can do what they want to do. We're going to do what I feel the Lord wants us to do here. Uh, uh, and uh, but um, it doesn't mean I don't say anything about it. Um, and uh, sometimes I do it publicly. Sometimes I do it privately. Uh, but uh, but we have to, you know, we have to see that doctrine includes all of it. So having dealt with this. Uh, he then goes into, in chapter 2 and chapter number 3, a bunch of stuff uh, that he says, but speak thou the things uh, which become sound doctrine. So the apostle, just having identified the negative characteristics of those that oppose him in Crete, um, because of the negative influence of the false teachers and the Cretans that were there, uh, that were uh, fleshly. When you get saved, then uh, you become a new creature in Christ. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. Uh, you're, to not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you approve what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Um, it was it was important then, as it is important now. And he says he says I'm gonna you got to teach the things that become sound doctrines. And uh, and uh, and really, Paul begins with like you know, but speak thou. He's speaking to Titus. And, and here's what I was trying to get to a, a second ago. Um, there, there are a lot of churches. There are a lot of churches that do stuff that I don't agree with. Okay, they can do. They can. You do you. And, and if and if, a, if a pastor going to go up in a, in a church and tell that church it's okay to do you know things that the Bible expressly says are forbidden to do, and the people there like it, and they're all for it, that's where we're heaping on ourselves. Um, uh, teachers having itching ears. Yep and by the way, when it says they, that there's a time where they'll not be able to endure sound doctrine, it, it, people, don't, people don't leave churches because they can't endure the, the doctrine of the deity of Christ right. or the, the doctrine of salvation by grace. They, they leave because they don't like the doctrine of personal holiness and godliness. Uh, they don't like to be told uh, what they can do and can't do, and so they can, you can find a church that pretty much that you just do whatever it is you want to do. Uh, and uh, and there are and not to be not to be you know it's mixed crowd and everything else. There there are there are churches like like the temple of Aphrodite. In the Old Testament, that 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 they, they do all kinds of ungodly um, sexual things and in, in, in the preachers whatever. And you can think of like Mormonism and uh, the polygamy and all that kind of different stuff. Um, you, you you want a church, whatever it is. You know you can you can you can go to the church of the Hellbot Comet. remember that yep. you know the, the, and we're going to be taken away in all the 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 wacko stuff that people come up with and uh, and as crazy it is, there's people that'll follow it and uh, and so you say i just I want a church that tells me it's okay to whatever and I'll, I'll say, "Well, there's one right over here across town and uh but it's not sound doctrine Amen. so so when we think I think about all these things, it's like He's, like, he's saying, this is what's going on, but, but you, Titus, you speak the things which become sound doctrine. So one of the things I take from it as a pastoral epistle is everybody can do whatever it is they want to do, but I have to be sound. Uh, I have to teach truth yes, uh, and, uh, and not compromise that truth. Uh, and, uh, and you say, well, where, where's the source? How do you know what truth is or where is truth? It's in the word of God. And uh, and he says you. So uh, he's he's directing that in contrast to the the false teaching uh, and everything. The the countermeasure for false teaching is truth teaching. Uh, It is you should be so familiarized with truth that when you hear something false, you know it's false. Um, That's why you got to be in your Bible. You got to be studying. You got to be in church and you got to be discipled, etc., etc. So that you so you know so the word sound doctrine are used by Paul to refer to teaching, uh, teachings that have been passed on and approved by uh, the apostles, apostolic teaching, Acts chapter number 2, and uh, Jude, uh, and on and on and on. Uh, these teachings guard and guide the church against false teaching, false doctrine. All true believers are expected in the Bible to have their faith reflected in their conduct and have their conduct affirm their faith. Uh, the book of James and 1st, 2nd, 3rd John, all, all over there. So, Paul's imperative to Titus is that he has to preach things that become sound doctrine. And then he runs down a list. I know it's 12 o'clock, and, uh, and so it's why this will be in, in another part. Uh, but let's, let me just hit some highlights. Verse number, so he says, Speak the things which become sound doctrine. It's not the deed of Christ, the virgin birth, uh, the authority of scriptures. Uh, it's not the big stuff. It's a list of things that is, they're supposed to do, both in chapter number two and in chapter number three, that the age of men, sober, grave, temperate, sound in faith and charity and patient. The age of women, likewise, that to be in behaviors, become of holiness, not false accusers, not given to much wine. Teachers are good things, that they may teach the young women uh, to be discreet and chaste. And again, uh, as a Bible believer, as a Bible preacher who preaches sound doctrine, I have to, I have to preach God's ideals. And God's ideals often don't line up with our culture. Uh, and uh, like, for example, I mean, you know, we're in an independent fellow Baptist church. When I said men stay out of the nursery, I'm sure there are people in here that were offended. Why can't dudes be in the nursery? Does he mean that that's women's work? And on and on and on and on. It's just like, no. Uh, it, it, but, but it's just the... Uh, Uh, You know, anyways, um, it's like stuff goes on in there that you men shouldn't be in there. Okay, and uh, so anyway, um, where was I at? Oh, uh, so discreet, uh, you know, to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands. uh, uh, That the word of God be not blasphemed. OK, now, you know, we can we can get into all that kind of stuff or whatever, but God, it's sound doctrine. It's stuff that we we live in and in in, it's 2023. Uh, but they could be like, oh, it's like, you know, whatever. It's the first, you know, it's 50, you know, A.D. And uh, and so they're fighting, they're fighting this stuff all the way back then. We're still fighting it today. Uh, but when we don't obey sound doctrine, the word of God is blasphemed. So you can take all those stuff any way you want. Young men, likewise, exhort to be sober-minded. All these things, showing thyself a pattern of good works. Verse 8, sound speech that cannot be condemned. Exhort servants to be obedient to their masters and teaching us to deny ungodliness. Uh, last week we talked, like, how can these churches continue steadfastly? We, we looked at verse number 13, looking for that blessed hope uh, in the glorious appearing. So, so here, here, the list of issues that Titus must address in his teaching to the church at Crete, includes everything from anger, immorality, immaturity in life and doctrine, uh, lack of reverence, slander, meanness, substance abuse, idleness, family breakdowns, crudity, dishonesty, frivolity, disobedience, backtalk, theft, on and on. What are you saying? I'm saying that sound doctrine includes conduct. And he was left there to set these things in order. And we can't... So, so somebody who doesn't have sound biblical conduct it doesn't have sound doctrine. Uh, and uh, and those, those needed to be addressed in the first century apostolic church. Um, they definitely need to be addressed today. Uh, because, I mean, we're a long... We're, we have... There's so many things that... Um, influence us today that they didn't have. And um, in our society is just, is just being inundated uh, with ungodliness. You, can't, it, it, you see it everywhere everywhere you turn. It's like you can't get away from it. Uh, as bad as it was then, as bad as and we can make comparisons, all of that, it's hard to live as a Christian in 2023, just like it was uh, in, on the island of Crete. Um, but God says, Pastors speak those things which become sound doctrine. So when I say, hey, um, that behavior is unbecoming a Christian. That's, you know, that's something a Christian shouldn't say. That's a place a Christian shouldn't go. A Christian shouldn't post that on their socials. Come on now. Um, it's like, you're just a fuddy-duddy. And you don't want anybody to have fun. We have liberty in Christ. That's false doctrine. Yes, sir. Uh, and uh, at least the way that it's taught and applied. You do have liberty. You've been set free. Uh, but but you've, been, you know, you've been set free from the bondage of sin right. and God warns us to not go back to it. And, uh, and so um, uh, and, and it goes all the way down this list of stuff in chapter number 2 and verse number uh, 15 says, These things speak and exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no man despise thee. I had to look that up this morning. I'm like, what does the Bible mean? Let no man despise thee. Like, how can I stop people from despising me? Yeah. And, um, and really, the sense of it's like you just you just preach it. You exhort, reprove, rebuke, um, teach, remind, speak these things which become sound doctrine. Uh, and uh, and when he says, let no man despise thee, I think it has more the honest or the connotation like just don't let it bother you. People are going to talk smack. People are going to say things. People are going to write nasty grams. People are going to leave church and blame you, whatever. Uh, and, uh, and so when, when, when somebody says, well, you know, why, brother, why did, why did so-and-so leave your church? And I say, it's a doctrinal issue. <laughs> and the, like, you know, you're preaching false doctrine? No. They're, they're believing and living false doctrine. Yeah, right. Not every time. I, I mean, there's times people, I run people off because, you know, a hundred reasons. And um, but but a lot of time and, and again it's, I'm broad brushing, uh, but when you're in a sound, biblically doctrinal church that preaches the Bible from cover to cover, yeah, right. and and uh, and the words of God are not grievous, and uh, and we and we preach the truth, uh, the whole counsel of God. You can't you can't just you can't cherry pick. It's not a buffet. Oh, it's like I like, I like, I like everything that you're saying, except for chapter one and two. There's Amen. good stuff in chapter, number I mean, he goes on in chapter number three, put them in mind to be subject to principalities and powers and, you know, like pay your taxes and render under Caesar and, you know, all these different things. And, and he just runs down a list of stuff and then tells, you know, avoid foolish things. And, uh, and uh, verse number 10 of chapter number 3, a man that is an heretic after the first and second admonition, reject knowing that he that is such is subverted and sinneth, being condemned in himself. And, and so, so the biblical doctrine of separation uh, from false teachers and bad influences and carnality and flesh, all, all this stuff, that's sound biblical teaching. What a Christian needs to do is make sure that they're in a church. By the way, if you're here today, you're in a church like that, who says, th- 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 if God says it, that's it. Um, and it, it doesn't matter if it's tw- it's 2023. Yeah, or it's 2024. And I keep saying that. I don't care what year it is. I don't even know what year it is. All right. Uh, I probably said that a couple times, didn't I? And uh, I don't know. How many of you still write 2023 on your checks? All right, so, all right. So... Um, all of that to say um, God's word never changes. And his expectations for these Christians on the Isle of Crete are the same expectations he has for us. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what year it is. Uh, what matters is that, we, that we, we behave in ways that become sound doctrine. And that I teach those things that become Uh, sound doctrine Uh, and uh, all the great big articles of the faith stuff all part of it but it's like what you do at work how you are at home Um, you know honesty being Uh, um, sober-minded women teach it not being uh, you know holiness and not false accusers not given to wine Um, you know teachers of good things and isn't that like a blanket statement right there it's like, you know, teachers of good things. Well, what's good things? And um, yeah, sound doctrine. We just got to be at it. And so tonight, uh, I'll, I'll, I'm going to explain what sound doctrine, the benefits of it, what it does. There's so many, just a few, just maybe five uh, that we'll cover. Uh, but, but what I want you to, to get from today's message is um, what you say you believe needs to match up with how you behave. Okay, And when you behave in a way that doesn't match up with what you say you believe or what this church believes, as a member of this church, then it's subverted. Um, it's, it's rebuked, um, exhorted, taught. Like, hey, you know, I just assume that when people do things that are against the Bible that they just don't know they're doing that. So once you're instructed from the Bible that that's against the Word of God, then it should stop. And so to continue doing something that God says not to do is just simply rebellion. And the Bible says rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. And, uh, and, uh, and so we have to continue in the apostles' doctrine. So tonight, I'll touch on that uh, and then we're going to move on to fellowship uh, in our text for the, uh, for the theme for the year. Uh, but I, I've wanted you, all these, these passages in these messages over the past couple weeks to, to really understand um, belief and behavior have to match creed and conduct. All the alliterations, they have to match. When they don't match, um, you just don't go find a different Bible that doesn't say it, or a different church that doesn't preach it. Um, you just you just you buckle up, and you obey the Word of God. Right. And um, and sometimes you don't like it, um, and uh, but you got to work at that because. Because when you love the Lord, in 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 His Word, He says this is important to God, or this. But then we ought to like we should we should just be of the heart and mind to obey Him whenever we can. So help say, God help me to have my behavior line up with what I believe. Say I don't I don't know what I believe. Let's work on that, uh, and, um, and, and and always just be conformed by it and transformed by it. Uh, and you just can 't go wrong let 's all stand with our heads bowed uh, this morning, our eyes closed and